This is the AMA Los Angeles podcast. Are you ready? Welcome to the AMA Los Angeles podcast. I'm Joel Metzger. We are coming to you from the offices of Variety, the venerable and storied Hollywood trade magazine, and I am here with CMO Dea Lawrence. Welcome, Dea. Thank you for having me. Tell us what you do at Variety. So essentially, I'm responsible for several areas, uh, certainly all of the PR, all of the communications, all of the creative, anything to do with the branding, all of the sales materials, the decks. Uh, I'm also responsible all of the events and the summit production rolls up under me. The summit, uh, those are our thought leadership conferences, and then we produce about 45 events throughout the year. We have a team of people that does that. And then I think what I'm most proud of is the variety content studio that I started, which is our uh, custom content. We're doing branded entertainment and custom content for brands. Well, I'm just I'm a bit of a fanatic about Hollywood history. Yes. So, so uh, just let's go over a little bit about uh, Variety's hero's journey through the many decades. Well, so um, Variety has been in business since 1905, and... You know, Hollywood started the day reading Variety. You got your cup of coffee and you sat down with that trade publication. It was the most important read of the day. It was. I remember. And if you're a big shot, it came to your house, delivered daily. It came to your house, delivered daily. Absolutely. So let's talk about slanguage because that's my favorite thing. Oh, I know. Isn't it fun? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tell us what slanguage is. So slanguage was something that our editorial team created starting from the very very beginning where they would just make up words short words to you know represent longer words in the industry these started in vaudeville times right yeah. Yeah. oh yeah the whole the, so if you want me to just back up and sure. tell you the, the the reason why variety started was when when vaudeville came out and they started booking shows across the country people didn't know well what shows do i book what shows don't i book so people would review them the reviews came out and that's how variety came out variety would review the show not from is the audience going to enjoy it but does it have legs right, right? right. is that's language is it going to go boffo in the box office right exactly so slanguage when we had the daily paper our headlines were always written in slanguage so our most fav- uh, most famous one was stick snicks hicks picks and I think a lot of people know that. That came out in the, so I think it was 1935, somewhere in the mid-1930s. And basically what that meant was that people in the hinterlands do not want to see movies about themselves. Right? <laughs> right? right they want right. to see glamorous films yeah. with beautiful people. Not that they're not beautiful. I, I just wish they could have shoved the word cricks in there, C-R-I-X, meaning yes. me critics. That That's would have right. been like a, like a right. hat trick. Uh, right. Um, well, let's go over some of them because I just think they're really fun. Yeah. Uh, ankle. Ankle means to leave. When right. you leave, when you're when you're ankling an organization, you're leaving the organization. And in, and according to your website, it's not 100% clear whether you've been fired or it's you're quitting. It's not 100% clear. <laughs> de- de- definitely not 100% clear. But you're out of there. But you're out of there. But okay. it does not mean necessarily that you're being fired. And we already hit legs. Legs, uh, yes. I, I remember when, when Pretty Woman was just uh, huge, they did an ad in Variety, and it was that full shot of Julia Roberts with that short skirt, and it said, this girl's yeah. got legs. She's or, got legs, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's see, biopic? Biopic just means it's a, a movie about someone. And know, we, we still hear that one. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, not so much Chopsaki. Chopsaki is a martial <laughs> arts film. But that's... That was kind of in the Bruce Lee era. I yeah. don't know people, because there's so much martial arts in the movies now anyway, yeah. it doesn't really have a... Um, Percentery? 
That means agency, right. someone who's going to take a percentage, a cut of pay. Pink slip. Well, I think everyone, unfortunately, in America knows what right. pink slip is. You're, you have been fired <laughs> or you are leaving. You're definitely leaving not of your own accord. Now, uh, is it true Variety coined sex appeal? I believe so. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to tell you, my favorite is soap opera. Yeah. Variety came up with soap opera because those were the, you know, the ads were about the housewives, de- housewives detergent. And mm-hmm. so it was called soap opera. In the radio days. Yeah. Um, shingle. I, I still use shingle all the time. Oh, shingle. starting my own shingle. You're starting your own business. You put out your shingle. Yeah. Shutter. To it's shutting down. To close down. It's closing down. And Tentpole we hear all the time. That Tentpole one's. has a big, big, big movies like Spider-Man, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And Tyro. Tyro is, is, is a more obscure one. That's an up-and-comer in the industry, usually a young person who's on their way up. So this is a marketing podcast. Tell us about Variety, not as a publication, but as a brand. So Variety is an iconic brand, right? It's, it's part of the culture. I'm sure you've seen Variety in so many movies. You know, I think probably the latest movie that got a lot of attention was The Artist. But we're in so many TV shows. I mean, one of the things I do every week, we get... A lot of movies and production companies writing to us saying, can we put variety in? Here's the script. Here's where we want to insert variety. And it's usually someone going to a newsstand, (laughs) buying variety. It's usually the same scene. So um, It's usually that one on Coenga. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, So, but really, in terms of the history of variety, so this is my second time at Variety. I worked here, uh, when did I work here? I worked here from 2001 to 2007, and I built their digital sales business. And then I left at the very beginning of 2008 to go and run sales teams in ad tech. But Variety's heyday was probably under, I mean, their heyday beside the period right now, because we're in another heyday. But uh, of no the past, heyday of the past was under Peter Bart, which was from 1980 to 2005. And, uh, you know, Variety was doing quite well, and we were registering profits well north of 30%. You know, it was a, a, a jaunty but immensely popular read in the industry. But um, 112 years, you had to have some rough patches. We have had rough patches. Fortunately, I wasn't here during that time. <laughs> well, that's probably why you had a rough patch. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. So like every publication, you know, this was an industry-wide problem, so I don't want to just, you know, blame it on what was going on here. But there were also some things that were happening here. So as everyone knows, there was a very difficult time that came up in 2008 where the industry was moving to digital, Many, many print publications were not prepared for this. Uh, They were still very focused on print. They had people that were print sellers that knew print, but knew very, very little about digital. So that was the first sort of challenge that Variety had, although we had a healthy digital business at the time. Variety went under some new management. We were owned by Reed Elsevier, which is a British Actually, it's a Dutch company, but our offices were headquartered in London. And we were read business information in the United States. So they made a change, and uh, the new people that came in made a decision to put up a very controversial uh, and detrimental 
paywall strategy. I remember that. So this was very problematic because we were doing well on digital. And when they put the paywall up, it killed the business. It killed digital. So Variety, you know, was still doing business very much the old-fashioned way, which it was, you know, it was costly. We had a lot of people working here, and uh, they ran into some very, very tough times. And there was a lot of competition. A lot of competition. So, so that is also the time frame where we have the rise of the blogs. And one thing I do want to say about Variety before we go on to the competition, because I must say this. So I know we're in an era of fake news, right? Everything in Variety is verified. It is truthful. We have always, always stuck to our knitting. And during the rise of the blogs, we, you know, we were not just posting anything. Okay, so unfortunately, what happened was there was the rise of some very good product. The Hollywood Reporter was acquired and went through a big revamp. They've been a competitor of ours for 75 years. The LA Times was putting out some very, very good product. And then we had the rise of Nikki Fink. Yes. So that, um, ironically, is owned by Jay Penske and Penske Media. We, we now own Deadline as well. But Deadline started out as a one-woman show, and it had a truly disruptive effect on the industry. And it basically grew and grew to the point where it, uh, they started recruiting key variety reporters. And uh, there was also Inside.com. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. Mm-hmm. They recruited people away. And then as Variety started having some difficulty financially, they cut into the bone of the product that they started cutting out these journalists. And so that wasn't Variety's strategy alone. That happened industry-wide, right? right? And as soon as you start getting rid of the people that create the product, the product goes down, and it just becomes a vicious cycle to the bottom. You know, the whole thing kind of puts me in the mind of the Playboy brand. Because uh-huh. they were sort of the first one in. They created this thing. They, they, they helped spark their sexual yeah. revolution. Yeah. They were the only kid on the block doing that kind of thing. They were so new. Uh, right. But quickly, the, these competitors came in. And uh, next thing you know, they were kind of old and irrelevant and kind of stodgy, right. if you can imagine. You know, what they had was their brand, that bunny logo and everything it stood for. And that was kind of at their core, you right. know. Right, Um just, it, puts, right. it puts me in that mind, like kind of thing where, well, what do we have? You know, because everybody else is kind of doing the same thing that we've been mm-hmm. doing. And, and, you know, bringing up old and uh, irrelevant, during that dark period, those five years, I think we were being attacked. We were being attacked all the time as being, you're old, you're irrelevant. What do you mean we're old? We're still doing great reporting. We're still putting out this fantastic product. But unfortunately, we didn't have a strong PR strategy to fight back. Mm. And then a miracle happened. So tell us about what happened. Right. So actually, that the dark period was from 2008 through October of 2012. 2012 is when Jay Penske came in with PMC and purchased Variety and saved Variety. Well, tell us about it. So Jay is a true entrepreneur, and he brings that entrepreneurial spirit to Variety, and he invigorated the brand. So he, he, he also has a, a keen sense of competition. You know, he owns Dragon Racing. He owns a racing team. And uh, when he came in, he took a look at Variety. He met with everybody. He really studied and understood what was going on and made the decision, 
digital is no longer going to be an afterthought. You know, that was a big problem. It's going to be digital first, and we're going to build on our strengths. They were able to come in and recognize that there was still a lot of great stuff happening here. So we're going to stick to our knitting, and that has been how we have won through the years. We, we are not going to go the way of, uh, of People Magazine, and he made some severe changes, some, some very risky changes that paid off. So the first thing he did was he restructured the organization. And he took a look and found out that there were some extremely talented people working here that may not have been recognized in the past. So he made a big change at the top. And he put Michelle Sabrino Sturms, my favorite woman on the planet. <laughs> okay. okay. We are all statement. huge fans of Michelle Sabrino Sturms in charge of Variety. He made her the publisher. And just as an aside, she is the first female publisher in the history of Variety. And she did an outstanding job restructuring the organization with him. Then he made the decision, I'm going to spend on editorial talent. And he went out and brought in the best people. He got Claudia Eller, who is a legend. She was a legend at the LA Times to be co-editor-in-chief along with raising up uh, Andrew Wallenstein. He hired uh, Deborah. Deborah Birnbaum was brought in to run TV. She was the president of TV Guide. We brought uh, Ramin Saduda in from Newsweek to be our New York bureau chief. Um, we brought Owen Gleiberman in. He was at Entertainment Weekly. We've recently hired Shirley Halperin and Jem Oswad. This is a new hire that we've brought in to run music. And they came from Billboard and The Hollywood Reporter. And there have been many, many other hires. So he invested heavily in editorial, and then he made the radical decision to not print a daily paper. And now we have a magazine that comes out on Tuesdays, but our digital and our social is a very key part of our strategy. It's almost like paper-wise, you kind of went back to the beginning once a week. We kind of went the, back the to the beginning. The yeah, except it wasn't a newspaper. Now it's a magazine format. And then we invested heavily in the design. I mean, we brought in top designers and we really looked and you know how is this going to flow and you know we have a beautiful publication now we just we and it's not that we we stopped there we just recently redesigned it again and uh at the end of august we're going to be relaunching variety.com see i think what you just said is really key because yeah. it's not just putting out information because in this day and age everybody is putting out information but it's that glossy glamorous this is a sexy brand yeah. because... Um, oh, it's a very sexy brand. Quick, quick aside, <laughs> quick, quick aside in round 89 or so, I had a friend visiting from the Midwest, and I actually mailed him a copy of Variety because he just wanted to sit on the plane and read it and be seen reading Variety on the plane going to Los Angeles like he's, a, like he's oh, an yeah. insider. I mean, that's a sexy brand. Yes, it is. Now, there's a reason why we invented the word sex the phrase sex appeal it's because we have it yeah. <laughs> right. it's it, it's show it's a showbiz publication it is and people do like having their picture taken with variety yeah yeah I, I when i walked in today you have multiple stills of famous movie stars reading the headlines reading of variety. the headlines of variety i took right. one of those right. when i got into town i got i got a picture of myself doing that very thing behind my desk oh yes. excellent um okay so besides the publication itself what other ways are you growing the brand so in addition to the, the print publication, as I stated, our social is key. We've had 40% um, lift on our social, 60% on the engagement. I mean, everything is up on social. 
And also video is a very important part of our strategy. So the custom content studio that we started, we are now creating video for brands. Uh, another very critical piece of our business is our events and summits business. As I stated, we produce over 45 events throughout the year. That is going gangbusters, and we continue to grow that part of the business. We're expanding internationally as well. You know, we have multiple partners. You know, we just came back from Can Lion. This is the first time we went to Can Lion. And, I, you know, it was my very favorite thing that we've done this year because, uh, you know, we really put a stake in the ground around branded entertainment, branded content, custom content. And we're writing about it more. We're participating more in Can Lion. We had a beautiful dinner with UTA our good partner UTA, and then we had uh, CMOs and top top people that from, from all the different tech companies. Then we had a, a big party after party with VideoAmp and Comscore. I really wanted to comment. I just, I, you oh, know, I'm sure I, I'm sure I got Listen, lost in the We're party mail. people. Now, you know, I'll invite <laughs> you to a lot of our parties. I'm always going to a party. And But then PwC sponsored our dinner with UTA, as did Tongle. And then PwC, we did a studio with them for three days. We did an interview studio from Can Lion, and next year we expect to expand and do something even bigger. So, you know, just coming up, we just finished our TV summit, and on July 13th, we're doing our sports and entertainment summit, which is was very popular last year, and we're anticipating it's going to be a great day. And we just keep going on from there. So that's a very, very big piece of our business. You know, we're partners with Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're always down there when people are getting stars or the hands and feet ceremony. That's a big partner of ours. That's a great way we've expanded the business. We've expanded our impact list. We always do, like we do a women's impact list. And one of the things about our women's impact list is that we, we really refuse to rank women like some of our competitors. We just put everybody on the, you know, I it's all that. equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and our music initiative. And I did touch on the fact that we hired Shirley Halperin and Jem Oswad from The Hollywood Reporter and Billboard. And this is going to be a very big effort from us. We're expanding into music. So you have all this amazing growth. And yes. What is, what we is also have a TV show. I want to throw that oh, in, sure, too. Sure. So we have Actors on Actors on PBS, a fantastic show where we have actors interviewing each other, one another. And we do that during Emmy season and also during the film season. So with all this growth, so what is the yes. what is the press at large saying about it? The press at large. So we received 48 nominations from, from L.A. Press Club. Wow. Those were more nominations than any other publication in Southern California. And we won five of those categories, including Best Website. We beat out everyone from Best Website. <laughs> it really is like a comeback story, like out of some studio motion picture it's a comeback story and hollywood loves a comeback story so i do want to also speak a little bit about our our editorial so for example you know we are breaking our our investigative reporting is fantastic so ramin saduda who is our new york bureau chief he was one of the winners at la press club and he won for his the undercover well the investigative work he did around the nate parker scandal I, I think, you know, just the fact that you can see how our business is growing. You can see how we are back. And I, I want to say something about the wonderful people that I work with. Sure. So everyone is very devoted and passionate here about this brand. We believe in variety. We love variety. We are a machine. This organization is a hard-working machine. 
And I've worked in ad tech, and I've worked with in startups, and I would put our team up against any any of these other teams. We are fantastic. We really are. So, um, you know, we recognize that while we've had um, tremendous success, you know, I don't want to give the impression that we figured everything out because we still have challenges that we're working on, just like everyone else. So what we do is we, we do keep our ears open, we listen to the market, and we try to respond to what our clients and what the industry wants from us. So, but I can't uh, stress enough that the reason why we were able to flourish and the reason why we were able to succeed is that we stuck to our knitting and we became a lean, mean machine. Basically, we are still doing the same business that we did in 1905, except we've gone through the most massive set of changes in the whole history has happened since, you know, the beginning of 2013. Well, it's amazing adaptability. Um, it's been so great talking about this kind of stuff. Oh, no, that's so it. Glad. It was, I was really looking forward to this one. Um, <clears throat> variety is truly, it's a Hollywood landmark. It's, it's, it's just as much a landmark as the Walk of oh, Fame or the Hollywood sign. <laughs> yes. I mean, to me, it's all, it's all right up there. So I just, We love our star, Variety. Tell people where they can find out a little more. Where can they find you guys? Well, you can go to Variety.com. You can go everywhere. But please come to Variety.com. Sign up for our, our social. You know, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Go to our Instagram account. Great. Come to Variety.com five times a day. And just come, just come by the building and walk in. <laughs> come to the building. Take a picture. Get a picture of yourself with a Variety and post it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Dale Lawrence, CMO of Variety. Thanks for coming on the AMA Los oh, Angeles thank podcast. You. It was so fun. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the AMA Los Angeles podcast. For more information on the American Marketing Association's Los Angeles chapter and to find out about upcoming events, Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This podcast was produced by Joel Metzger and Icebox Logic.